It's Thursday, March 22nd, 2012. So today, I've come to Cushing, an oil town. The zombie Keystone Pipeline rises again. Obama fast tracks the southern leg. We've got two major problems that are easier to solve together than separately. The waxman cometh with a deficit-cutting carbon tax, while Republicans protect Big Oil's billion-dollar subsidies. The Exxon Valdez headed for the scrap heap of history, plus... It's World Water Day. Do you know where your clean water is? All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Jackass, folks. We're just dealing with a jackass. Oh, Rush, don't be so hard on yourself. This is your Green News Report, jackass. Okay, Des, over the last week or two, we have been tracking the weather in my old hometown of St. Louis, and I'm here to report that this week we broke a record. Nine days of temperatures over 80 degrees in March. March, by the way, is the month when we have the largest snowstorms of the year, but not this year. This year, it is an historic heat event across the U.S., just how historic has yet to be determined. Now, I should also add, however, the previous record, eight days over 80, was in 1910, thus disproving your entire global warming theory hooey. <laughs> not a chance. You know, it really does It depend on context. This is not just one record in one place, but thousands of records all at once falling across the nation of this type of duration. Oh, you and your science and your data. All right, what do you have for us today? Well, Thursday of this week marks World Water Day. Nearly 3 billion people in the world right now face water shortages and lack of access to safe drinking water, and that's projected to get worse with climate change. What climate change? For example, the historic Texas drought right now has already cost farmers and ranchers over $7 billion in 2011 alone. The World Economic Forum lists water shortages as one of the top five risks to society, ranked right up there with global economic collapse. Meanwhile, water experts say the U.S. could create 2 million jobs in the U.S. and add hundreds of billions to the economy by upgrading our water infrastructure. Understand your water. We have the links at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. As long as I'm president, we will not walk away from the promise of clean energy. That was President Obama on Wednesday at the nation's largest solar facility in Nevada on a tour of four swing states to promote what he calls an all-of-the-above energy strategy, which includes solar, wind, and oil. Obama mocked Republican attacks on American clean energy. And in fact, the new GOP budget proposal from Republican House member Paul Ryan of Wisconsin practically eliminates all federal funding for clean energy and instead proposes a fire sale of millions of acres of public lands to private interests, all while keeping in place $4 billion in taxpayer subsidies that are given to big oil every year. And that's actually $40 billion over the next 10 years, according to the Ryan budget. But big oil is happy that President Obama is also focused on oil in Cushing, Oklahoma on Thursday when he announced that the administration would fast track the permitting of just the southern portion of the controversial Keystone XL pipeline that would carry crude oil from Cushing, Oklahoma to refineries on the Texas Gulf Coast where it would be shipped overseas. And today I'm directing my administration to cut through the red tape, break through the bureaucratic hurdles, and make this project a priority. 
to go ahead and get it done. Boy, he's really playing all sides of this one, isn't he? That's what he means when he says all of the above. Congressional Republicans, of course, panned the decision, calling it, quote, meaningless and not enough. While the Paul Ryan budget proposal continues big subsidies to big oil, Democratic Congressman Henry Waxman of California has proposed a different deficit-cutting tool, requiring polluting corporations to pay to pollute with a carbon tax, which would also pay off the debt and solve several of the country's problems. Waxman and former Republican Congressman Wayne Gilchrist proposed the carbon tax at an event sponsored by the Center for American Progress. Like the carbon tax that is already underway in Australia, a carbon tax on America's biggest corporate polluters would generate an estimated $250 billion in revenue every year, which would be rebated to consumers, with the rest going to pay down the national debt. So Republicans have already killed their own idea of cap-and-trade, and now you think they're going to go ahead with a carbon tax? Not likely, as long as the oil and gas industry continues to give 90% of its political contributions to Republicans. Well, it's a good thought anyway. Finally, the infamous Exxon Valdez oil tanker is headed for the scrap heap, literally. It is the same oil tanker that was involved in the Exxon Valdez oil spill, the nation's second largest oil spill back in 1989, that dumped 11 million gallons of oil into Prince William Sound in Alaska. Exxon is still fighting in court to avoid paying damages. That ship, though, is history. For much more on all of our stories today and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider sponsoring the Green News Report to help us stay afloat, unlike the Exxon Valdez. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Who water? Who water?